Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Let's see what's making the headlines in our local papers today from the People Newspaper Group. I'm joined by New Ross Standard journalist David Luby. Good morning to David. Good morning, Alan. How are you? That was a quick five weeks. A quick five weeks, that's for sure, David. First off, let's get back on to um, one of the main talking points. It's a, an article penned by your colleague, Pauli Byrne, says councillors fail to land the glove as forecasted fury fails to materialise. Now, there's a number of issues within this story that I'll go through, but first off, we've already heard from independent councillor Jerk Carty. He was far from happy by the attendance level, and he also made a reference there that uh, you uh, are quick to point point out when people voted for the property tax but would you be quick to point out those who weren't in attendance for the meeting and uh, by all accounts you've listed every single one of them of the ones that weren't there Oh, 100% we have and Pori Byrne in particular has been all over the housing situation uh, in the county over the last year or so uh, you know we have listed who didn't attend all the councillors, they're all there to be seen uh, in a very comprehensive piece. This was billed as, you know, there was a lot of will it happen, won't it happen. Uh, there was a lot of uh, momentum building up to this meeting and ultimately it was a damp squib. Um, the, minister, the minister, you know, take, taking a leaf out of maybe Bertie O'Hearn's book was like a Teflon minister, nothing stuck. Absolutely nothing. Um, you know, he was able to either bat it away, saying that's the responsibility of Wexford County Council, or also he, he did come with a carrot in the form of announcing uh, increasing income tre- thresholds for social, social housing. So, and he was also around to launch a number of projects. Um, you know, big projects around the county as well. So. It was more like they rolled out a red carpet than rolled up their uh, sleeves to, for a fight, you know? That's fairly strong stuff, Power. Uh, I'm going to call you Power there, uh, David. Uh, uh, rolled out a red carpet, so he came, he saw, he conquered, he went away. Simple as? Exactly. Yeah, simple as. Um, you know, he is a very capable communicator, um, but he did seem to have an answer for everything that was thrown at him. And so one of his strongest critics maybe is somebody from within his own party, Councillor Joe Sullivan. Yeah. And as Paul writes, you know, Joe Sullivan is prone to passionate outbursts on the topic of housing in the council chamber. Just a couple of months back, Councillor Sullivan had given an interview in which she stated that Minister O'Brien was not in touch with reality. He also stated that unless there was significant improvement in housing delivery in North Wexford, before Christmas, he would have to call into question the ability of the current minister to deliver it. Right. And yet, he was there front and centre for a photograph with the minister. And, you know, once again, no punch was landed. So it seems seems to be that the minister had a free pass during his visit to here to Wexford. Now, words may have been said, you know, in a private capacity. You know, we aren't fully aware of everything he heard while he was in the county. Yeah. Um, you know, but it does seem that you know, he got away fairly likely. Well, I mean, the article goes in into even more detail, and I will go back to Councillor Joe Sullivan, because like Porrick, I've been in chambers when Joe Sullivan has been very, very strong on the housing issue, but t- to quote from Porrick's article, it says, Usually a fiery speaker during housing debates, Councillor Sullivan's sole contribution to the meeting was to seek assurances that those affected by mica pyrite blocks in Wexford will be included in the National Redress Scheme. Now, it could be, to be fair, and I'll give him the, the right to reply, I, I'm, I have been told that the minister is coming back to cover the north part part of the county. So, so there is a possibility, David, that he may vent his spleen then, but certainly on, on the basis of what Porrick has said there, he certainly was more like a pussycat than a tiger in this particular situation. Well, yeah, it seems to be. Um, you know, as I said, we don't know exactly what he heard during his visit, but all 
all Porrig could report upon from the meeting was what he heard and, you know, the the pen wasn't flying in relation to, you know, strong quotes uh, from our councillors and elected representatives, unfortunately, in this instance. One of the most, uh, the strongest critics was Councillor Tom Ford. Can you refer to the article? What did uh, Councillor Tom Ford put forward? Because he has constantly raised this issue in chamber with the local paper and with South East Radio's Morning Mix. How strong was he on the issue? Uh, well, Councillor Ford, this has been one of his, I suppose, with the main planks of his um, one of the main issues he's been highlighting over a long period of time and you know as far as I know he did raise some issues in relation to it but um, I, I just don't know exactly what he said at that particular meeting at this moment Alright, well where's this story likely to go now do you think David? Is this the end of it or as I said the Minister is due back again to look at the north part of the county is it likely, are we likely to see more sort of um, upbeat questioning of him when he comes back again if he speaks to them again? Uh, look, our elected representatives here in the county this is something that they they're getting phone calls on daily uh, it's the issue and it is a source of extreme stress for, for the councillors, each and every one of them, I'm sure. And, you know, they are making representations. But the reality is, and he says it in, in the main article here, we have we have extensive coverage, uh, not just of that, but of a separate interview Paul did with the Minister in relation to, in which he says that, you know, this is not something that will be turned around in a year, or, or it, it's, a, it's a slow burner, you know, and tough questions were put to him by Paul in relation to you know the urgency surrounding this and he you know unfortunately he's saying that it, it will take time so there will be no dramatic light switch moment here it, yeah. it's a matter of keeping the pressure on and I'm sure the councillors in North Wexford will continue to do that Yeah but uh, Porrick's article is very strong it says uh, oh, Councillor Michael Sheen more bluntly described it afterwards and this is the anecdote and we'll round off on this one uh, Councillor Sheen's quotation is Mighty Mouse in the media Mickey Mouse in the chamber that's some statement isn't it? That uh, is some statement from somebody from his own party as well. So uh, I, I, I'm sure if uh, Minister O'Brien's reading this today, you know, he would, he would keep raising an eyebrow to that one, and, and it could be a, a phone call or whatever. But uh, yes. yeah, uh, look, as I said, it is a very emotive issue. Obviously, housing is one of the most important things um, at the moment. And yeah, uh, you know, uh, councillors are very exercised by it. All right, David, let's look at some of the other items making the news as well. You've been following up on the, the tragic story uh, of the dog attack investigation. Your journalist, Brendan Kane has been in, doing an update on this. What does it tell us? This is one of those, those stories that just stops you in your track. Uh, anybody, you know, listening um, and, and reading in relation to what actually happened, you know, it's just one of those stories that really, really make you... Uh, angry uh, makes you really, really upset to see a nine-year-old boy all playing with his friends in the my house area and it's gorty, you know, like any child, just having having a, a fun time, uh, you know, and then for a dog to do this, uh, you know, it, it, it is a, it, it's heartrending, heartrending, completely heartrending. Um, you know, Brendan has the up-to-minute detail, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have a follow-up today and tomorrow in relation to it. Um, in relation to somebody being arrested for this, uh, the dog has been destroyed. It, it, to make matters worse, it has, it has transpired that the dog has allegedly, was allegedly involved in an attack a few days previously as well. Right. And 
Brendan interviews a number of Gardaí, including Superintendent Dennis Whelan, who is calling for a change in the legislation to ensure people have to apply for a special licence and be Garda vetted, because he said it's like owning a gun. And the reality is, you know, some of these dogs, we all love dogs, you know, um, my son wants a dog for Christmas. It's a big big thing, and they're fantastic, but there are certain dogs that are are dangerous. Um, So this has opened up a whole debate once again in relation to, to pit bulls and, and to certain dogs and you know it's something that we'll, we'll be covering in, in detail going forward I'm sure. Now let's look at uh, a legend in the media, not so much in the media but in the retail trade, Anna. Talk to me a little bit about Anna, you've done a feature on her. Yeah, yeah, uh, Anna Furlong known throughout the county um, she has a salon which she has run for over 30 years in New Ross she's been working in a salon which her uncle is Seamus um, who was a visionary stylist known throughout the country um, so that the business has been open for I think over 75 years here in New Ross and you know people come from all over it's renowned for the fantastic chat, the banter, the quality of the haircuts, the attention to detail and I, I had a, a long conversation with, with Anna about her career, about her passion for, for hairdressing and also I suppose an, an encounter back I think it was 2004 in which she met somebody, a mother who had a daughter and she wanted a wig for her daughter and at the time, you know, short hair was in, in, vogue, in vogue and Anna had said to the lady oh I think you, your hair would be lovely if you cut it short and the lady then said actually I'm, I'm growing it long for a wig for my daughter because she had issues getting hair for, for the wig so that kind of really moved Anna and then she began the Rapunzel Foundation which has helped hundreds of children um, since then uh, she's done fantastic Trojan work in relation to helping young young girls um, in, you know with their body and with their image in relation to having yeah. the freedom now to, to live their lives in, in a way that otherwise they may not have been able to do so this is a, a you know two page reflection on a fantastic An incredible person David, incredible person, yeah. I'm going to have to leave it there. Time has cut up on us. An interesting day and all the stories. People are asking for the list of the names that didn't turn up for the meeting for the council chambers. So I'm going to tease them a little bit. You'll find it in this week's edition of the People newspaper, New Ross Standard Guardian and Gory Guardian. Isn't that right? If you want the list, it's That's in the right. paper. On, on page six, on page six you can read Paul's article and across all of our editions, a fantastic spread of stories, including one about uh, Black Friday uh, at a petrol station in Wellington Bridge. Okay. And let's just say uh, the petrol station owner got more than he bargained for, but Charles spent it on us. But there's plenty of great stories in this week's editions, and be sure to check it out as well as online as well. Thanks, David. David Luby there. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.